the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, friends. This is Wendy Scott. I want you to know about my personal friend, Mark Romanowski, and his locksmith and fire door inspection business. Mark decided to sponsor Season Watch to share the great joy he's experienced since he gave his life to Jesus. He accepted the Lord later in life and hopes that you won't wait to have the same peace, too. Mark's always saying, hey, man, you just need Jesus. And that's true. So if your commercial building has fire doors, contact Mark's fire door inspection services. He can inspect and certify all your fire doors and help fix the most common problems with fire marshal inspections. Like Jesus helps us pass God's inspection for heaven. You can find Mark's services and contact info at San Diego Fire Door Inspection.com. That's San Diego Fire Door Inspection.com. Thank you and God bless. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture, comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today with Season Watch. And I just want to start with prayer. And Lord, we just thank you and we commit all of our cares to you. I just pray that whoever's listening right now, that you anoint them with a special joy, a special sense of your presence, God. Um, answer their prayers and help them to um, just to seek you and to seek your will and to trust you to walk with you, Lord. And we just uh, commit this world to you. It's going a little crazy, but um, you have each of us in your care. And so we just thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. And isn't he so wonderful. And so, hi, friends. As usual, there's a lot going on in the world, and they all point to the labor pains that both Jesus and Paul described as signs of the last days and his soon return to take his church to heaven during the seven-year tribulation. We've talked about the rapture in earlier episodes, and so if you're curious about evidence from the Bible that the rapture will come before the tribulation, then check out those thorough teachings, and you can listen to my episodes 17 through 20 specifically on the rapture evidence in the Bible, which originally aired in January 2023. And so these podcasts can be heard on any platform or go to the Season Watch page on kprz.com to listen. Uh, You can also go to my Rumble channel on rumble.com and find it under Wendy's Words for Him Radio. And those are my Season Watch uh, podcasts, and they're all episode titled. Also, uh, I have uh, Wendy's Words for Him, not radio, and videos, lots of video teachings on there. There is uh, one or two on the last days and on the rapture. And so anyway, and if you've only recently begun to listen to the show, welcome. And if you've missed several episodes, I suggest going back to the beginning of the foundational topics, including the Constitution, the spiritual coup of America, the Dominion Principle, the type of Josiah, which was the last good king, 
um, biblical tipping point and observations about our current events that are moving us toward globalism and the beast system described in Revelation. And all this is evidence that we're in the very last days. A friend of mine was so sweet. She said, uh, uh, I don't know, a little while ago, I was binge listening. And I tell you, your your show really lifts me up. And you know what? That's encouraging. And I could use some encouragement. If, you, if you'd like to encourage me, go ahead and email me. You can get that on my Season Watch page. Or just email me at um, wscott at uh, my word. Nope, wscott at, yes, at mywordsforhim.com. Yeah, I wasn't ready to say that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so around Christmas time, also if you go back and listen, I did a series on how Jesus fulfilled the Messianic prophecies in great detail. This is something that you might want to be sure you know, especially if you have any Jewish friends, and it includes some less common observations from the Old Testament, and I also demonstrated through seven prophecies in one episode how Jesus is the prophesied Jewish Messiah, no doubt, no doubt about it, and I recommend this particularly for any Jewish friends, but all of us, we need to see how perfect God's redemptive work is, and how his prophecies and his word is so perfect, and that's part of the topic we're going to start on today. And also, I did a series on Israel as the focus of God's redemptive work during the tribulation. Um, so when we when the tribulation comes, it's God's going to turn his focus back to Israel. There's a whole goal, a whole point, and that we know that that is the time of Jacob's trouble, and it fulfills Daniel's 70th week as the times of the Gentiles are coming to an end. Jesus talked about this time ending, and he'll turn back to Israel and bring them in. And so, friends, if this show's blessed you this year, I believe that these earlier shows will greatly enhance your faith walk as you go into the future with the Lord, because He's coming quick, and he is so worthy. And, of course, the reason for looking at all these things is to be ready. As Jesus warned us in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, uh, Matthew 24, verse 42, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Therefore, also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming, and an hour you do not expect. And then Luke twenty one twenty eight. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down in carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life and that day come upon you unexpectedly. Don't let that happen, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. That's the day of of judgment. That's the day of the Lord. That's the tribulation period. You don't want to be caught here. So he says in verse 36, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. That's a confirmation of the rapture. We see a same confirmation in Revelation uh, 3 to the Church of Philadelphia. So we see the same theme over and over again. He is coming. The judgment is coming. The day of the Lord is coming to judge the wicked on the earth. And it's coming soon. We are in the throes of the labor pains, as we'll see. And we want to be ready. Don't be caught unawares, because we want to be in that group that goes with him. And so we turn our hearts from the temporal things of this world, and they're corrupting ever more before us. And just as God decried in Genesis 6, starting in verse 5, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he'd made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. 
The earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted its way on the earth. And we're starting to see that from actual terrible, the worst kind of corruption, down to just complete indifference. Uh, and these, this is a loss of natural affection, which was also prophesied. And so just as Paul described in 2 Timothy 3, that perilous times are upon us, and the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, as prophesied in 2 Thessalonians 2.7. And indeed, the, there are tremendous and perilous phenomena occurring all over the world. You can see it with your own eyes. Unusual weather, fires, storms, earthquakes, volcanoes, more than ever, all at one time, back to back, all over the earth. And we're experiencing literal labor pains in the earth, yet people are still saying all things continue as from the beginning. And there are more civil wars, uh, wars against others, wars, revolutions, revolts, uprising, coups, threats of war, internal political lawlessness than ever before, all from the greatest nations to the smallest territories. There's a tremendous upheaval in the world order, and every nation is grinding against some other nation or territory or people, and it's never been like this before. And friends, you probably don't even know half of it. You should find out there are so many um, things going on in the world that we don't even hear in the news. And uh, there's more slavery in the world than ever before. Child slaves in mines in Africa and other developing nations are digging out the rare earth minerals and the metals to satisfy the demand for green earth electric batteries, which we're going to throw out. They're not even recyclable. It's not green energy. And then we're killing kids for this green law. You have to look into how these things are done. And, and money is made off of the bodies of humans. That's what Revelation talks about, the souls of men and the selling uh, humans to each other. And so we're, we're right there. We're already doing it. And we're not even in the tribulation. And women and children are stolen, uh, bought, and indentured around the world by cartels and by evil people, most um, heinously at our southern borders, raping their souls, abusing their bodies to satiate wickedness. And so there are also more citizen slaves to authoritarian and communist regimes now than ever before, the cruelest of evils perpetrated on millions of people. But we save a few dollars in our trade, and so we don't bother to think about all that. We just close our eyes. And now our own government has shredded the Constitution. The only thing that protects individuals and individual liberty and individual freedom. And it's prosecuting for opinions, silencing views and opinions, criminalizing speech, and taking retribution against the redress of grievances, all the while decriminalizing or ignoring child rape, assault, theft, and all manner of violence and lawlessness. And as we've said before, many January 6 prisoners are still waiting years later for their trials in isolation, without access to evidence, without bail, without speedy trials, living in cruel and unusual punishment. And the majority of them have been charged with misdemeanors, and they're still there. So our country is no longer just, and those who run this country want to see if Americans will put up with it, and we do. And they can do whatever they want now if you hadn't noticed. And so we must observe these things overtaking the earth and must recognize the season that we're in. This world is not our home. 
This world is not our hope. Our time of departure is at hand, and therefore we must hold these things loosely and set our eyes on the kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of heaven wants us to glorify his son before we go. Because Jesus paid a high cost. He took the punishment for the sins of the entire world, every last sin. He paid for it all. He bought the whole world, and he doesn't want us to waste what he so dearly paid for. And he paid the price for every human soul. But so many people don't understand this. They have been lied to, and no one stirs herself up to tell them the truth. No one wants to take the risk of offending someone or being rejected, but sharing the good news of salvation is our only call. This is our only purpose. In some manner, yes, we want to be kind to each other. We want to do good things for each other. We want to uphold each other, encourage each other, but salvation is the first purpose. And if we can't share our faith, what good are we? We're like the unfaithful steward who hid what the Lord gave us out of fear or out of laziness. And so, friends, people will go to hell because no one told them the truth. And so today, fasten your truth belts as we discuss sharing the gospel, our reasonable service. And we're just going to start this series. It's clear from the Bible that we are called to tell others about the love and salvation of God through Jesus. The things of this world do not matter. Only the choices we make that have eternal significance matter. And so the story of creation from the beginning is that we have turned away from God and followed our own desires, that our sin separates us from God. And from Genesis 6.15 on, God lays out, oops, 3.15, from Genesis 3.15 on, God lays out his precious plan to redeem us from the sentence of eternal death that we all bear. And he gave all his attention to doing this. And knowing that we can do nothing to redeem ourselves, he did it. He paid the high cost. That's the story of God's love for us. And Satan's story is that he has come into the realm of humans in order to kill, steal, and destroy what God loves. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he overturns the truth with lies. He diverts our attention from God's clear, simple plan of salvation through chaos, lawlessness, wickedness, and all manner of selfish emotions. He entices us away with lusts of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes, and the pride of life. And above all, he torments us with fear. But the Bible says that Jesus took on death to free us from the torment. And we see in Hebrews 2, starting in verse 14, inasmuch then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part in the same. He became a human, just like us. That through death he might destroy him who has a power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. It's the fear of death that brings us into bondage. And this is the human condition, that we are all dead and destined for eternal death and the just punishment for our rebellion. But faith alone in what Jesus, God himself, suffered in our place. Faith alone in this good news of his great love will save each human soul. And there is no greater thing we can do in this life but to share this. We must work with God to plant the gospel seeds in the hearts of those around us. One day, those of us who have trusted in Jesus' payment for our sins will stand before the judgment seat of Jesus. 
And according to Second Corinthians 5, Romans 14, and First Corinthians 3, we see that this will happen. Second Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Romans 14.12, So then each of us shall give an account of ourselves to God. And 1 Corinthians 3, 9 and forward. For we are God's fellow workers. Oh, what a beautiful thought. We're his fellow workers. Verse 13, each one's work will become clear for the day will reveal it because it was will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work, what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he's built upon Christ, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as though through fire. And so we all will stand before Jesus, and he's going to examine the things we did, knowing what he called us to do. And so we know that our one calling to make the simple gospel of God's great work salvation known. Um, that's what we are called to do, so that people may choose for themselves. And this was so from early on. We see in Ezekiel 3.18, God tells um, those believers, When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life, that same wicked man will die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. He takes us very seriously. He asks us to warn the people around us um, about about eternity. And if we don't do it, he's going to have a talk with us, isn't he? And so God urges us to win souls to Jesus. We see this way back in Proverbs 11.30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Isn't that beautiful? And then Matthew 4.19, Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's his one goal. And Paul urged us to tell everyone about the saving gift of Jesus. We see this in 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 5. Preach the word, be ready, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all patience and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. That's coming. That's right now. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. That's not just to Timothy. That's to all of us. Second Timothy two twenty three through 26, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they engender strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him at his will. So we're ensnared by Satan. He lies to us and deceives us. And we kind of, we're lazy. We don't think it through and we just go along with it. And then the truth comes and the truth reveals and speaks to the heart, right? Remember, Bible says that God has given to everyone a measure of faith. And when we speak truth into that, if they haven't actually heard the truth before, they haven't had a weapon to fight the devil with because they don't really understand what's going on. They're just going along with it. We have to give them that weapon to compare what Satan 
Satan is saying to what the word of God is so they can choose. And people will choose, but they have to know. Just as Romans 10, 13 through 15 reminds us, for so whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. And so if you think about it, the, the, the armor of God that we read in Ephesians 6, the armor of God, one of the, one of the armors is the gospel of peace on our shoes, the shoes of the gospel of peace is wherever we go, we should, our feet, all of our travels should be prepared with the gospel of peace. It, it affects our decorum. It affects our conversations with people. We're always looking for opportunities with people who may not know the Lord. And we're just walking everywhere we go. Just like I said to Joshua, everywhere your feet tread, I've taken for you, right? And so that's the same. We can have that same hope with God. We wake up in the morning and we put on our gospel of peace and be prepared wherever we go to walk in that peace, prepared, ready for the opportunity to speak that word in due season. And that's what he asks us to do. And so we have to go. You don't have to be the preacher on the pulpit. Most people who don't believe in God aren't going into a church, and you know that. We have to be out among them and draw them to him, right? We're that light. We're that salt that draws them to God. And so, friends, if you truly love Jesus, it's our reasonable service to tell others what he did for them. And give them a chance to receive his costly gift of salvation. And don't waste his precious payment for every soul by keeping it to yourself. And so one, at one time in the past, I used to actually stamp the dollar bills I got with the word Jesus. A little stamp said Jesus on it. It was really neat. And I did that for a while. I even found a stamp. Uh, that that wrote out John three sixteen, and I would stamp it on the back, and it and I would give the gospel on the back of each bill, and I had a fun time thinking about all the hands that the message of hope would pass through, and all the seeds that would be planted just by see, seeing Jesus stamped on that bill and on the back, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And I really enjoyed that. And then one time I paid for some frozen yogurt with with the money and the owner of the shop looked at the stamp and he said with disgust, assuming that it wasn't me, that he says, someone stamped Jesus on the money. And I said, oh yeah, what do you think about that? And he said, hey, look, I'm a Christian and all that. I just believe we should keep our faith to ourselves. Gee, does that ring true to you? And I said, well, if everyone did that, I'm sure you and I would never have heard about Jesus 2,000 years later. And then I leaned in. I was the one who stamped it. And it's because God wants everyone to have a chance to hear about what Jesus did for them. And so we have to watch out because the devil has put out a lot of fear, a lot of weird ideas to silence us and to keep us from sharing the gospel. And frankly, I think it's because Satan is the one who's afraid. And so in these painful last days, we must get out there and tell others no matter the cost. But God is faithful and we can trust him. It's his work. He will bless it and anoint it. And your small efforts to glorify his kingdom 
will bear fruit. Time is running out, friends. And, you know, I have this theory about the rapture, and it's just a working theory, and I know I I might not be right, but I believe that he might rapture us this year. And not only that, but that he might rapture us by the end of September. What? That's crazy talk. It's okay if I'm wrong. But the end of September is the, um, is the Feast of Tabernacles, and it's also called the Ingathering. And it's one of the three required feasts that have not been fulfilled yet. And wouldn't it be great if at the end of September we all got raptured? And friends, I don't mind if I'm wrong, but I'm living like that's the case. I'm living as if any moment he may take us to heaven, and then our opportunities are gone. And I'm asking you today, are you living as if really you could go at any time, maybe by the end of the month? And what would we say to him if he took us? What would we, how would we explain ourselves if we hadn't been trying to do the work? And so, friends, know that you can trust him. We're going to start talking about ways to share your faith. They can be small ways. He knows how you are. He knows your character. And you can trust him. Just pray. Give him the opportunity to use you. Tell him you're willing. Submit to him and say, okay, God, I don't really like doing this. But he will show you within your character, your style, how to be a blessing, how to plant that seed. We really need to do it. And we need to trust him. You don't have to be like a really super smart, logical person who battles against all the arguments. You just need to trust him. He said, my sheep hear my voice, plant the seed, love someone, tell them that God loves them and he has a good plan for them. And next week, we're going to start talking about some of these specifics. We got a lot to talk about, how to answer to skeptics, how the Bible is so reliable, so many things. And you can have a ready answer. Feel confident because he loves you. And make sure if you don't know Jesus yet, you take that deal. God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.